0: Mishnah The Mishnah continues on its sort of train of thought, but whereas the first three Mishnahs talked about a scenario where the wife thought her husband was dead, now in this Mishnah we'll talk about a scenario where the husband thought his wife was dead. Now, when it comes to men marrying second women, there usually is not a problem. The only scenario is um, where a woman's, a husband's wife being alive or dead can make a difference is in the case of her sister. The Torah, as you've seen already, prohibits a person from marrying his wife's sister during her lifetime, based on a Pasuk. That's true even if they're divorced. But once his original wife dies, so then he may marry her sister. So the scenario in our case is going to be in our Mishnah, where a man was married, we'll call him Reuven, he's married to a woman, we'll call her Rachel, and Reuven thinks Rachel's dead, so he marries Leah, but then it turns out after the fact that Leah was, that Rachel was still alive the question is what happens next. That's the gist of our Mishnahis here. Mishnah begins, it says, lemedinas hayam. We have a man whose wife went overseas. So this is Reuven's wife, Rachel, went overseas. Uvalva And then they come, the witnesses come and tell him, your wife has died. That being the case, venasa es So then, Reuven elects to marry his, what he thinks is his late wife's, Sister Leah. And after a time, lo and behold, Rachel shows up on the scene. She's not dead after all. So now the question is, what's the what's the ramifications? The Mishnah answers: Rachel can go back to her husband, meaning they were married, they are married, they continue to be married. And in contrast to the previous mishnayos, where we said if a woman has an unwitting affair with a man, she becomes forbidden to her husband. If a man has an affair, whether witting or intentional, he remains permitted to his wife, and a man can take more than one wife. That being the case, there's no problem with Rachel and Reuven resuming their normal married lives. And the basic rationale is that the would-be marriage between Reuven and Leah was actually not a marriage at all; It never took effect. And therefore, Rachel and Leah just simply had an unwitting affair. And that being the case, the Mishnah says, bekrovos shnia. He, Reuven, is actually permitted to marry the second woman, meaning the sister, meaning Leah's relatives. So just for example, Leah has a daughter. So if, let's say both Leah and Rachel have daughters from other marriages. So Reuven would never be allowed to marry Rachel's daughter because it's his wife. Even after Rachel dies, you can't marry a woman and her daughter even after the woman's death. But, since he never was married to Leah, it was a mistake, they thought they were married, um, so the marriage was a nothing, therefore, if Leah has a daughter, Reuven could marry her. And that's the case of her Mishnah. And similarly, Ushnia and Leah muteris bekrovav. Leah is permitted to marry his relatives. Let's say, for example, he has a son. So, Leah, who's unrelated to Reuven, could marry Reuven's son. Or, put it another way, Reuven has a son, therefore Reuben is allowed to marry his father's paramour. That's gonna be okay. And there is a bit of a machlokus, you'll recall, um to Naim about Anusis Aviv, um, but putting that aside, our Mishnah is saying, unlike that, that a person could marry his father's lover. Now, one point before we go on, in the previous Mishnahis when we said the expression that they, bahuva amrullah, they came and told them, we said that was even an Eid Echad, a single witness, because if you recall from the previous Mishnayas, we wanted to lean into on a woman so she shouldn't be trapped as an aguna, we allowed her to remarry, even based on the testimony of a single witness, provided that, based, based on the assumption, first of all, that that a person wouldn't lie, and second of all, and more importantly, we put all those you know, penalties to make it sort of the burden of her to make sure that the, indeed her husband really is dead. But the main point was we're being lenient to rely on one witness because the alternative is we'd have lots of agunos. That logic certainly doesn't apply in the case of a man. A man doesn't come in agun um, in the times of the Mishnah. A man could marry more than one wife. So the fact that you know he he couldn't marry this particular. The one woman he could marry, the sisters of his existing wife, not that big a deal. And that being the case, we would never rely on the testimony of a single witness with respect to deciding the case here in our mission. And therefore, the case must be that two witnesses came and testified that his wife Rachel had died. Okay. Um, the mission continues on now with its. Okay, the, sorry. The mission continues on. Says the imesa rishona. Now, once the first wife Rachel ends up dying for real, then Muttabishna, he's allowed to go back and marry Leah. Cuz now that his first wife is dead, her sister comes permitted. That in contrast of course to so what we said before, in previous instance where once a woman had an affair with a husband, they can never with their woman had an affair with someone so they could never go back together again. Not the case over here. Okay. Second part of the Mishnah, case B if you will. Instead of what we said before, it's Amrlo lo Ishtacha. First they report to him, the witnesses come and say, Ruven, your wife Rachel died. And then Venas Sachosa, and then like in the previous case, Reuven goes and marries Rachel's sister, his sister-in-law, Leah. When they come back, they, there's, a, there's a corrected testimony. By the way, this corrected testimony must mean that there are new witnesses coming who are doing hazama on the old witnesses, making them so their testimony is rejected, and then testifying this in its place. The original Rachel wasn't dead at the time that you, Reuven, married her sister, Leah. Which means it wasn't even a marriage. We never married her, but you thought you were going to marry her. But the Mesa, the truth is that now, meanwhile, Rachel has died. So there were kind of two phases in this man's life. He had the phase where he was living with Leah, thinking it was his wife, but actually he was married to her sister. And then a second time where he was living with Leah, thinking it was his wife, but actually she just was she was Muteras to him, just they weren't married. They thought they remember they were married. So that being the case, says the Mishnah, Havlad Rishon Mamzer, the child, the offspring the first one. When we say first here, what we mean is a child that was conceived while... A child that was conceived by Leah while Reuven actually was still married to her sister Rachel because Rachel was still alive. So that child, of course, is a mamzer because the relationship between Reuven and Leah is an Therefore, Kaddushan and Antos and they're never married. On the flip side, V'ha-achron, the, I'll call it the second child, meaning a child that was conceived by Leah after Rachel dies. So then... That might be a child that's born out of wedlock because they actually weren't married, but that doesn't create for a momser and therefore ain't no momser, that child's not a momser. Period. Okay. The mission is effectively over. Um Rabbiosi is gonna object to one small but ultimately very complicated point. Um, if you're not gonna be able to pay close attention here, you might as well go to the next recording. It gets complicated quick. Um but Rebiosi is arguing in a very specific case. Let me first say what this specific case is, and then I'll unpack why Rebiosi has a disagreement in that one case. Rebiosi says the previous lines of the Mishnah imply that there's never a scenario in which Reuven and Rachel can't get back together. Rebiosi says there is one scenario, and that scenario is as follows. If Reuven is married to Rachel, and there's another man unrelated to Reuven, We'll call him Bob. So Bob is married to Rachel's sister, Leah. The two couples, Bob and Reuven, no relationship. Rachel and Leah, sisters. Now, if hypothetically Rachel and Bob go away, they go on vacation, and their ship sinks, and then the witnesses come and tell Reuven, Reuven, your wife, Rachel's dead, and they tell Leah, Lea, Leah, your husband, Bob, is dead, so now it would be permitted for Reuven to marry Leah. Why? Because, Reuben, because Leah's sister, Rachel, is dead, so Reuven can marry her, and Leah's a widow, because her husband's dead, so she can marry him. Fine. If it turns out that the witnesses were mistaken, and Rachel and Bob were still alive, so what would be the, the, the shake out of that? It would come out then that Rachel could go back to her husband, Reuven, but Leah could never go back to her husband Bob. Why? Because unwittingly Leah participated in a, an affair, and once she participated in an affair and it wasn't against her will, so therefore she now can't go back to her husband. So Rubiosi says in the scenario that weird scenario we described, where this relationship that Reuven has with Leia ends up messing up Reuven. It's also going to mess up, excuse me, Reuven has a relationship with Leah, which ultimately messes up Bob, Leah's husband. It's also going to mess up Reuven. And more specifically, only when the relationship between Reuven and his wife, Rachel, wasn't a regular Nesuin, but actually just a kedushin. They just done Kedushan. She was in Arusa, but not actually fully in Nasua. They were engaged get married, I'll call it, for lack of a better term. She accepted a ring. They're married but didn't live together yet. That's the scenario where Biosi says, if Rachel, the Arusa, went away with Bob, and they both disappeared, and they thought they were dead, and then Reuven marries his sister-in-law Leah, then just as Leah can go back to her husband, Bob, Rachel can go back to her husband, Reuven. Um, and the rationale is that people will think that since they were only engaged, quote-unquote, meaning only Kedushin, so they will think that that Kedushin was contingent. And when it never, when she never came back, it never came to fruition. So therefore, like it actually wasn't ever meant to be. And that being the case, there was no relationship, people will think wrongly, no relationship, like no marriage, I'll call it, between Reuven and Rachel. And therefore, I think he was really married to Leah. And since Leah now is gonna need a get, so people shouldn't get confused, so people will think that, oh, he really was divorced from Rachel, uh, from Leah, and therefore it's like weird that he's it's like seems weird that he's now marrying Rachel. And that being the case, he's not allowed to marry Rachel ever. That's Rubyosi's contention. On the flip side, Rubio, listen, if actually there was a proper Nasun, a real marriage in the normal sense of Reuven and Rachel living together. So then there's no reason to force Leah to get a get, a pretend get, from Reuven. Because everyone will know, oh, Rachel and Leah are alive. Rachel's the wife. It's impossible if he's married to Leah. So then they would never make me confused about things, and therefore there's no reason to give her a get. If she never gets a get, we're going to say that, although, so then we're not going to treat, Leah's a divorcee and since the circumstances were beyond her control we're going to let her not be messed up and we will let Leah go back to her husband Bob even though she had an affair well it was unwitting she's considered the circumstances beyond her control and since she never gets to get it won't look funny so we let her we, just as we will let Rachel excuse Leah go back to Bob and she, they're not messed up so too we'll let Rachel go back to Reuven, they're not messed up. Okay, that's Rabbi um, contention, argument with the Tanakama, and the words of the Mishnah inside. Read Rabbi Omer, kol al any scenario where you're messing up somebody else, meaning exactly the case of Reuven is got kedushin, he's engaged to a first stage of marriage with Rachel, and he has a brother-in-law, Bob. Who is married to his to his wife's sister Leah, and Bob and Rachel disappear, and they think that they're dead, and then Reuven marries Leah, so that's going to mess everyone up. Leah will end up needing to get a get a get from. Yeah, correct. Uh, Leah needs to get a get from Reuven, which makes people think. What makes it that. Leah can never go back to Bob, and therefore we won't let Rachel go back to Reuven because it'll look like Reuven was already married to her sister, and she's still alive. So he's posal idei Reuven messed up Bob, so posal idei he messed himself up as well. He can't go back to Rachel ain't In a scenario where you have the brother-in-law is like this, you know the Bob and. Rachel going away scenario, but where Reuven was actually married Nasu in a full blown marriage to Rachel, since we're going to let, we're not going to require Leah to get a get because everyone will think they really were married because it's impossible he's already married to Rachel, so therefore she will we will let her. Leah go back to her husband Bob and therefore will also let Rachel go back to her husband Reuven since Reuven didn't mess up Bob he didn't mess himself up either meaning he can go back each of them can get their wives back again okay and the halacha is not like Rabbi Yossi so it's like the Tana